You're listening to Hamilton, shot by shot. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your co-host, Rose. Today we are reviewing the song, The Ten Dual Commandments. Once again, welcome back, Rose. And welcome back to our listeners. So uh, we got a fun one today. Mm-hmm. As you said at the top of the show, The Ten Dual Commandments, and that is song number 15. The timestamp is 48 minutes and 37 seconds on the Disney Plus version of Hamilton. And the runtime is about one minute and 47 seconds, give or take a second or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so let's just jump right into this uh, song. This song yeah. yeah. Um, we get some counting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get our, not our ABCs, but our, we get our one, two, threes right away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go back to kindergarten, preschool, learn how to count to 10. I already uh, know how to. Yeah, well, it's it's always good to get a little refresher, isn't it? Yeah, because that's something I'm going to forget. <laughs> so, I like the way they did this because of obviously the Ten Dual Commandments. Um, have you ever heard of any other Ten Commandments around there? Is there any other out there besides the Dueling Commandments? Yes. Yeah. You think Moses brought down... Oh, right. Right. Do you think Moses brought down on his tablets the rules of dueling pistols? No. You ever heard of dueling pianos? No, pianos. <laughs> there's sometimes when you get older, you can go to like a, a a piano bar, and what they'll do is they'll have two guys or gals, you know, play piano at the same time, and they'll play like Billy Joel songs and Elton John songs, but they'll play them together. It's kind of fun. Um, we get no such thing as that though. We we don't get biblical commandments. We don't get dueling pianos. <laughs> We get the rules for uh, dueling, a gentleman's uh, uh, way of preserving honor, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we get into the song, do you know much about dueling? Um, well, I do have a fact about dueling that I kind of learned from The Simpsons, but I feel like I should say that later. Okay. Because I That's... don't have any more facts except for Rose's fun facts. All right, we'll save that for the end then, all right? Well, not um, necessarily the end. I'll just say it now. Go ahead. Well, if you want to challenge someone to a duel, you can slap them in the face with a glove. <laughs> That's what Homer did one time. I want to say it could have been a different, it probably was Bugs Bunny, but I feel like, did somebody put like an anvil or something, like a rock in the glove when they hit the person? I feel I, I feel they must have been so. a Bugs Bunny and then their teeth fell out. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. It's got to be. I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can find that. Maybe even link it if I remember. But I feel like it's an old cartoon did something like that. Yeah. Probably. Now, before we get too much into it, I did find um, an article about dueling doctors because I want to know a little bit about how 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 um, involved were doctors, you know, in this mm-hmm. because they have the whole like Hippocratic oath about do no harm. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to partake in a potential murder. <laughs> well, it's mm-hmm. not really considered a murder, I guess. I mean. It is and it isn't, depending yeah. on, you know. So, you know, again, I'll, some of these articles are fine. I try to link them in the show notes so that people can go back and review some of the stuff. Because a lot of times there's more information that we reference on the show. But I guess in between 1770 and 1820 was like the height of the dueling craze in Britain. And I believe in America... They more or less used the British or Irish code of conduct for um, for dueling. I guess dueling was a big thing between like the aristocratic, you know, people, the upper echelon of society. Mm-hmm. Dating as far back, I think there was, I saw it somewhere. It was like 
maybe the 1600s mm-hmm. was like the first official duel that people were aware of. And it was uh, usually with swords. But yeah. as pistols came around, the middle class and the lower class could, could uh, all they needed was two guns, right? You know, mm-hmm. I believe many of men at that time had dueling pistols. They owned them just in case. <laughs> uh, Hamilton, I believe, had a set or two of dueling pistols. But they, they said something about in like 1777, a group of Irishmen basically put a document together called the Code. It was like the Code Duello, and it was like the Code contained 26 specific rules, not 10. <laughs> so I think Hamilton did a good job of boiling it down to the essentials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't get into what, you know, what they were, but it was all about, as far as what they did, is it like outlined the rules as far as time of day. And they mention that in the song. We'll get into it as we go through the lyrics. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when the sun's at a certain point, you know, stuff like that. Demanding satisfaction, uh, the number of shots, the number of wounds that would account for satisfaction. You know, what is quote unquote satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, an American, Americanized version of the code written by a South Carolina governor, John Lyde. Lyde? Lyde? How do you spell it? L-Y-D-E. Probably lied. Lied. John Lyde Wilson appeared in 1838, but they said prior to that, the Americans just followed their European rules. So these guys are in the middle of fighting a revolution to get away from the Europeans and, well, at least the British anyways, and they're going to use their rules of <laughs> dueling. Mm-hmm. So what do you say we get into the rules, at least according to Hamilton, by discussing the song? All right. Okay. So the song is mostly sung by the four main people partaking in the duel. You got your John Lawrence, you got your Charles Lee, your Hamilton, and your Burr. So just to set it up again so people remember, Charles Lee was talking smack about our boy Washington. Hamilton and Lawrence didn't care for that. Hamilton was told stand down by Washington. And Lawrence said, well, I wasn't told to stand down, so guess what? I'll do it. (laughs) So... Lawrence challenged Lee. Lee picked Burr to be his, um, um, you know, his lieutenant, his second, and Lawrence picked Hamilton. Were you going to say something? No, that's for my Rose's fun facts. Okay. So um, you'll find out later. All right, then. Sounds good. <laughs> and, uh, it's probably not accurate. All right. Well, well, we'll we'll get into it. So the whole background players sing the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the ten dual commandments. So, number one, the challenge. Demand satisfaction. Right. If they apologize. No need for further action. Right. Very good. So, this seems simple enough. You offended me. I'm calling you out. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. Well, guess what? All right. I accept. Gentleman terms. No no need to go ahead any further, right? What if um, the one person that offended the other person apologizes, but the other person doesn't accept it? Then I would imagine the person not accepting it would now be the one considered being dishonorable in this Mm -hmm. circumstance. Doesn't mean they still couldn't end up dueling is my guess, but I believe people will now be like, no, this guy did what he was supposed to do. The other one is not accepting of those terms, so he's the one being not honorable in this Mm -hmm. case. So number two, if they don't, of course, if they don't accept the apology or or apologize, then you grab a friend, your second, and Mm -hmm. we just talked about your lieutenant, as they call him. Mm Mm-hmm. Number three, have your seconds meet and try to work out a piece. Mm-hmm. All right, these two are these guys are too heated. I'm going to send two friends in, or at least two people, you know, siding with the other. Hey, this whole thing's silly. 
you know, your guy said this, my guy said this, let's just, you know, come on, just, you know, smooth it over. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't work. Got to go on with the duel. Right. <laughs> so we go to number four. If they don't, here we go. Number four, if we don't find a piece, that's all right. Grab your pistols mm-hmm. <laughs> and then get it. This is where they talk about getting a doctor. Mm-hmm. Get a doctor on site. That way, if somebody gets wounded, hopefully they can be treated before it becomes life-threatening. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I had read, because of the way the flint locks were back then, they weren't very accurate. A lot of times they would misfire. Mm-hmm. So you weren't in any danger. In fact, I, I saw an article about... Um, Andrew Jackson, he would go on to be president. He was in a duel. His gun misfired. That would be that would count as a shot. Like if you misfire, if you shot, you pulled your trigger and it misfired, meaning the bullet didn't yeah. come out. The I know what that means. Right. That would be considered a shot from him because, you know, they have to have so many shots or whatever for, for the rules. Well, he cocked the gun again, the pistol, and shot a second time. <laughs> and it killed the guy. It hit him and killed him. Some people consider that murder because he went outside the rules. You know, I, I don't think anything happened to him. He went on to become president because <laughs> I believe this happened before he was president. I always thought he was president in like the 1920s. No, he was in the yeah. late. No, it was early. I think it was like the 1820s. Yeah, I was going to say it was because he got he came back. He became famous in the War of 1812. He was mm-hmm. Colonel Jackson and all that, General Andrew Jackson. Um, yeah, you were correct. 1829 to 1837, so that was pretty good, yeah. But when you always think he was in the 1900s, you're about 100 years too late. Yeah. <laughs> so not too bad. Um, all right, so they get a doctor, uh, and they go, what are they? oh, and they have him turn around is one of the things they said. So he can't see what exactly is going on. He's just there to to make sure that. So he's not a witness. Right, exactly. I think it's funny because they go number one, number two, number three, number four. Now they're like just five. They just go to five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so the fifth is um, dual before the sun is in the sky. Pick a place where it's high and dry. Mm -hmm. I mean, being high and dry, I guess, makes sense. But I I guess wonder if you fall, that way you don't fall into the muck. I I don't know. Uh, Doing it early in the day, maybe so the sun doesn't interfere. Um, Not really sure. Didn't, Didn't get into any of these articles exactly explaining why you would do it in the morning or something number six leave a note for your next of kin i like the part they said pray that heaven or hell lets you in mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you want to pray to get into heaven and not so much get into hell yeah <laughs> seven confess your sins so go to confession make me have a clean soul it's like mm-hmm. on uh, on indiana jones it's not really so much confession but some guy's trying to kill him and Indy grabs him and he, they're both going to die. And he's like, if you don't talk, if you don't tell me, we're, we'll both die. And he's like, well, you know what? The guy says, we'll both die. And Indy says, fine, we'll both die. And the guy goes, my soul's prepared. How's yours? Because <laughs> he was like, I'll die. I'm good. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm, I'm on a righteous path. And Indy's like, yeah, I've done some shady stuff. So maybe I better uh, <laughs> let him up. <laughs> You talk about Indiana Jones way too much. Not on this podcast, but Not in real life. Not on this podcast, but in real life, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm correcting that now. I'm bringing it to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. um, We're going to lose a lot of listeners. Oh, people love Indiana Jones. Dr. I don't, Jones. but I've never even watched it. Okay, well, we can we can shout Jones at the end of this episode. <laughs> it kind of seems like something I would like, so I don't know why I don't like it. Probably because you talk about it way too much, and it makes me just not like it. I think you would like it. You should give it a fair chance sometime. 
don't um, even know what it's about. It's about an archaeologist in the uh, 1930s, and he tries to get holy objects before um, the Nazis do. Hmm. Pretty good. In after fact, this podcast, after we record this episode, we'll go watch it. Okay. Probably not, but some <laughs> other time. There's some fun movies. I enjoy them. Um, but that's well, they do. I guess they do kind of a duel in that movie. Are we talking say, about Hamilton or Indiana Jones? I'm talking about Indiana Jones now, but oh I was going to say I was going to segue away from it, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, they do have a duel in the first one in Raiders, and I don't know if he follows the Ten Commandments of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which one does he not follow, or does he not follow all of them? Some people consider what he does not honorable, <laughs> but it's a cool scene. Don't spoil it. <laughs> no, I won't spoil it. And so let's move on. So where would we leave it? Uh, number Number eight. Last chance to negotiate. So there's a little rhyme there. Mm-hmm. Poet and didn't know it. Um, basically, hey, we haven't pulled any triggers yet. Are you sure you don't want to say sorry? Are you sure you don't want to just call this the whole you know whole thing off? Let's call the whole thing off. I like this. You know, they go back to the Alexander, Aaron Burr, sir. You know, they do the whole <laughs> Burr, sir. I get like I love when they do that throughout the show. Can we agree that this is dumb and immature? Sure. You know, back to that rhyming scheme, right? Uh, but your man has to answer for his words, Burr. With his life, we both know this absurd, sir. Hang on, how many men? You know that he's like totally just like how many how many men died because Lee was an ex, you know incompetent, incompetent. But I like how he's like ruinous, and he's like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> Which you know, it's it's kind of funny when they the way they play off each other because they're both like. We we know that this shouldn't happen. Okay, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really do enjoy Leslie Odom Jr. as Burr. You know, yeah. He does a great, <laughs> so that like that he shows like that's some little comedic timing I think on that. So I wonder how this would be if Hamilton or Lin Manuel was Burr. Because mm. didn't you say that Lin Manuel uh, wanted to be Burr? Did I say that? You did. I might have. I think you did. Yeah, maybe. That'd be interesting. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him play that quote-unquote villain of the story. Well, I mean, I guess it would be kind of normal since we that would be what we would be used to. Yeah, right, if we never knew. But what if we went yeah. back and we're like, hey, tonight we're going to switch it up a little bit and everybody's going to play a different character. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd probably like Lin-Manuel Miranda better as Hamilton. I I'd, can't see him as the villain. Right, right. It was funny because I I know what Hamilton looks like based on you know old paintings and you know roughly mm-hmm. what he looks like, but I yeah. I still always picture Lin Manuel Miranda as Hamilton now mm-hmm. <laughs> in real you know, a beard. Right. Uh, so number nine. Let's just uh, number nine. You know, look him in the eye, aim no higher, summon all your courage, and then of course they do the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten paces, fire, and that's the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of an old, like, ACDC. They did, uh, like, for those about the rock, we salute you. And he would go, fire! And then the cannon fire would go off. And then uh, Jim Brewer would make a, make a joke about ACDC songs all being the same. And he would just go, fire! You know, like, just say it over and over again. Because it was like, that's pretty much in every song. <laughs> they kind of are all the same. They all sound the same. They've been making the same album for, like, 30 or 40 years. And it's amazing. So... <laughs> Still good, yeah. Keep doing it. Mm-hmm. If hey, if it works, stick to it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> why ruin a good thing? Because it's working. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's it. I mean, we don't, our number 10 is the 10 paces, but they incorporated that into the, the cap of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. And then they do 10 dual commandments, and they end it with 10 paces. Mm-hmm. Um, so bookends, if you will. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Or it's like a song that rhymes, which is basically every song. Yeah, true. So do you have any overall facts about um, the dueling or this duel in particular before I get into something a little deeper dive? You can get into your deep dive first. Okay. So I found an article that was called, it was on founders.archives.gov. So it's an official government you know, website. <laughs> Account of a duel between Major General Charles Lee and Lieutenant Colonel John Adams, December 24th. 1778. It says Philadelphia, December 24th, 1778. Narrative of an affair of honor between Charles Lee and Colonel Lawrence. <laughs> and this is that was that's the official title. I believe this was written by Hamilton. This document is in writing of H and is signed by H and E Edwards. So mm-hmm. we can get into that in a minute. So it basically says, just to give a little background, because this is like not the actual official thing, but it says, the duel, which H describes here, H as being Hamilton, originated when, huh? I was just saying, yeah, obviously H is Hamilton. Right, (laughs) obviously. Uh, This originated when Lawrence charged that Lee had cast aspersions upon Washington's character. Lawrence then insisted that he would hold Lee accountable for his derogatory remarks about Washington and issue a challenge for a duel. Lee accepted, and the two men with their seconds met at the edge of the woods near Philadelphia on af- on the afternoon of December 23rd, 1778. This document was written a day later. <laughs> so basically, uh, Hamilton lays this out. He, it's, it's very, you know, of course, it's written of the time. These are Hamilton's words. He's a generally attended by, I'm not going to read the whole thing, although it's very tempting to, because it kind of gives a full account, at least the official account of what happened that was signed by both lieutenants, you know, both seconds of mm-hmm. each person. More or less, they met in an agreeable uh, appointment on a Wednesday afternoon. It was half past three in, the, in a wooded situation, uh, in a wood situate near the four miles, the four mile stone of point, no point road. So very specific, you know, mm-hmm. where they met. Pistols had been Agreed upon, basically, is what he said. And the co- uh, combatants were um, provided a brace. And they said they were asked if they wanted to proceed, and they did. They proceeded. <laughs> so they approached each other with about five or six paces and exchanged a shot almost at the same moment. So they didn't do ten paces. They actually walked towards each other instead of ten paces away and turn and shoot. That's what most people think of on a duel, right? Lawrence was preparing a second shot. General Lee declared he had been wounded. It was not believed to be very serious, but Lawrence went ahead thinking it was more serious and asked if he wanted help. <laughs> so they, hey, are you okay? I just shot you. Are you fine? <laughs> but um, he said, no, no, no. Um, I guess Hamilton and Lee's lieutenant came forward and also said, hey, <laughs> are you okay? Um, Lee said, nope, I'm fine. And they went They went and shot again, basically. Um, it goes on and on about it. So basically, after all that, they more or less decided, okay, this is a bad idea. <laughs> um, I think Lee wanted to continue on, but he was persuaded to say, hey, you know, this is enough. And then they asked if, you know, basically, are you satisfied? And they were like, yeah. And so it was really Hamilton and 
Lee's guy that stepped in and was like, this this really isn't necessary to keep going on. So then Lee more or less said, I'll agree to whatever my second agrees to. And they basically agreed to call it off. And yeah, so I mean, they just go on to talk about how, why this happened and, you know, why Lawrence thought Lee needed, you know, to be put in his place and why Lee accepted and all this good stuff. And they, they put it down. I'll, I'll link it so you can read it for yourself. And then it says, I'll just, you know, as it wraps up, upon the whole, we think a piece of justice to the two gentlemen to declare that after they met, their conduct was strongly marked with all politeness, generosity, generosity, coolness, and firmness that ought to characterize a transaction of this nature. So basically, they met, everybody did what they were supposed to do, matters closed. Sign Alexander Hamilton and whoever the second is for Lee. And they dated that December 24th, 1778. I found that fascinating when I found that, like, this is the official, you know, eyewitness account of what happened by Alexander Hamilton. He wrote it. The other guy agreed, yes, this is what happened. So he signed it. So I've been a little dodgy on who (laughs) his second was because I believe you may have a fun fact. How did you know? I I just knew. How? (laughs) Uh, Didn't you kind of let the cat out of the bag when, when we were recording? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, we don't ta- have a cat. Right. <laughs> but it's out of the bag for some reason. Mm-hmm. All right, Rose, take it away. So, Let's see your fun fact. Yeah, for Rose's fun facts today, like you kind of already said, Aaron Burr was not actually Lee's second, but it was actually Evan Edwards. Now, that's funny because until I read this, I, I still was like under the impression that Burr was, could have possibly been. And what, what have we said repeatedly on this show? Makes for a good story that Hamilton and Burr kept re- running into each other and being mm-hmm. on different sides of things throughout their life. Mm-hmm. Did they really, was that really the case in real life? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Most of their, I think, animosity and, and run-ins were after the war. I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about it. There's, there must have been times that they were together. They were both on Washington staff, um, all sorts of stuff, you know, parties together, but not mm-hmm. not the the same, like, closeness that we see. I think we did learn that after the war, they, they were on some cases together, but not the way they make it look on the, you know, as far as when they were lawyers, mm-hmm. but not the way they make it look on the show, like they were interacting. It wasn't until later in politics that they really kind of got into, you know, into mm-hmm. each other's you know, sphere. <laughs> um, yeah. So did this article, I, you know, I, I wanted to let you do that fact. It says major, major Evan Edwards. He was of the 11th Pennsylvania regiment had been, um, one of Lee's aides in 1777, kind of like Washington. I mean, Hamilton was Washington's aide, somebody mm-hmm. he'd probably trusted. So mm-hmm. I would imagine potentially if Washington was in a duel, Hamilton could have potentially been his second. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt it because he was much younger. Maybe it would have picked somebody a little more seasoned. Um, two men that were very much against dueling in America was Ben Franklin and um, Washington himself. He thought, there, I saw a, a quote that said something about Washington was more along the lines of, we have a hard enough time raising an army and losing enough men to actual combat. We don't need to waste men <laughs> shooting each other, you know. He says something similar to that in the next song. Okay, I'll have to look for that because I don't remember. So I'll have to look for look look for that. But yeah, it was uh, uh, when it was coming when it was getting time to to outlaw it. They had, they had been 
pushing for it to not be a thing for a while, those two. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it really, I don't think it really kind of went out of fashion until thought they said like 1855 even because like yeah in the north it started cooling down but the south kept doing it but then mm-hmm. it, but then it was like getting out of hand because people were like just using it as an excuse for murder basically yeah. so uh so like yeah so about, about about after the civil war it was kind of they kind of went away mm-hmm. um that's the 10 dual commandments yeah. did you did you learn how to if you had to challenge somebody to a duel do do you do you think that we could well i guess it's outlawed now so i guess we better not do it (laughs) unless we go to new jersey (laughs) everything's illegal in new jersey Mm -hmm. yeah so we need to rate this song oh yeah 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 Mm -hmm. we forgot about that on a scale of one to ten i'd give it probably a nine okay that's great now why I'm, i'm just curious as what is your thought behind giving it such a high rank I like how catchy it is. Yeah, it is. But I also like the facts it gives us. It's a really good way. All right, so like, and if you're watching a movie, like exposition, that that's when they're like a character has to explain something to the audience or to you, and it's usually mm-hmm. done in an information dump. Yeah. And and sometimes those ex- exposition scenes can be very boring because it's mm-hmm. like I just got to get this information out there, and you got to find creative ways to make it come on get out there mm-hmm. this is a creative way to get the dueling information out there doing it in song and doing it by the numbers like that's a good way to, to incorporate it because of course you know playing on the 10 commandments and then now there's here's 10 more or less uh rules that you you could audience can easily understand in the form of a song mm-hmm. you know it's almost like on the sound of music when she was trying to teach them how to do, sing. Yeah, how to sing Don't Rate Me. And it's like mm-hmm. she put it in the song and then they're like, Don't rate, you know, do a deer, you know, number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's I mean, it kind of is the same concept, right? It's so it's neat. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah, I I when we watched the song or listened to the song right before we recorded again, we was like we try to do that so it's fresh mm-hmm. in our mind. I was like, Yeah, this is a really good song and it's it's mm-hmm. a good um I didn't even get into like all the stuff that they were doing as far as character wise. Charles Lee says some stuff and I liked a little bit between Burr and, and Hamilton. So that was a key, neat little bit that they did together. So that was fun. And the song itself is like, yeah, you wouldn't think a song about 10 commandments basically would be as, as good. Like, but it's like, cause they, it's boom, one, number one. And it's like, you know, here's some info. Number two, here's some info. But it's just when you put it all together, it's really, it's really fun. So I don't know if I would rank it like a nine myself, but I would definitely seven, seven point five, eight. Low? I think that's still pretty high. Yeah, but it's low for a good song. <laughs> I don't know for a song. Yeah, I could probably listen to it just on its own. Mm-hmm. But when you put it in the context of the story, yeah, and watching it, I really like it. Then, yeah. you know. But you know what? It's all subjective. <laughs> you know, like I like it. You clearly like it. Mm-hmm. Audience, if you you know, let us know what you think. Did I rank it too low? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, there. there case, case settled. Wait, are you insulting me right now? Yes. Do you need? Do you need to draw pistols? Uh, is this how uh, this podcast is going to end? We're well, going to end up drawing pistols. It wouldn't. Uh, hey, we should do that at the end. At the end. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't be. Uh, in order for it to be an actual duel, you'll have to hit me with a glove. Well, uh, do I put an anvil in it first and then no. do it and then knock your teeth out? 
Uh, if you want to, but I'd, see, I now, would not like that. Typically in those Bugs Bunny type shows, you're the younger, smarter one, mm -hmm. the smaller one, and they're the ones that get away with the big goof guy, you know, that over smarter. here. To, you know. <laughs> so, so what do we have to do to get some airsoft guns that are, you know, relatively safe and then do... Uh, they still hurt. They still hurt, right? So it's like, eh. maybe go to laser tag. Should we go, should we go to we laser do tag? That yeah, we go to laser tag and do a duel. Is that yeah. what, is this how this show is going to end? Mm -hmm. All right. What if I throw away my shot? Well, then I'll shoot you. Oh, I see. In the rib. Oh, so you're an Andrew Jackson, I see. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm a burr because I'm going to shoot yeah. you in the rib. Which is a spoiler for whatever. <laughs> I mean, who is actually going to listen to this but ha hasn't seen hamilton you could be surprised that sounds like something i would do well yeah, maybe maybe somebody's like oh, i don't know about this show hamilton maybe i better listen to people drone on and on about uh -huh. it before i not people you again you keep doing things that makes me want to say that you're <laughs> insulting my character and i'm gonna have to challenge you to a duel we're gonna have to go to new jersey <laughs> all right next all right i'll tell you what the next time we go to new jersey we it's on go to new jersey it is on fine <laughs> you better find a second my dog <laughs> my my boy perry you know he's my second oh yeah don't you have a podcast with him i do have I a podcast oh it's it funny you mentioned that the marine corps movie minute podcast <laughs> always be plugging all right that's enough let's get out of here you never plug it on this show no not too much first time whatever um Thank you for listening to Hamilton Shot by Shot. Hamilton Shot by Shot can be found at Hamilton Shot by Shot on Instagram and Facebook. Well, we have a Gmail as well as uh, if you want to send us an email to Hamilton Shot by Shot. But uh, Twitter handle is Hamilton underscore SBS if you'd like to follow us uh, on Twitter. Great. Yeah, thanks for listening. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, number ten, cases, fire! Boom.